0: to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is your host Khalif Adams. I am here chilling for episode 211 with the two dopest cats in the world. We have the Duchess of Diversity, the one, the only, Tanya the Pass. How are you doing, Tanya?
1: I'm here. I made it back from Seattle. I didn't get stuck there despite the weather's best intentions.
0: Yeah, you just you just because you had like the weather was trying to mess with you all week. Right, It was like, nah, you can't roll through, you're delayed, there's like all these things happening. Right, like getting, it was not, the, it was not getting out
1: there was cool, but I got I got a message about my 3 o'clock flight at like 8 in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, what? you're delayed. And actually my friend I was staying with got the message before I did. Because
0: <laughs> she, she messaged me,
1: she was yes. like, do you know your flight's delayed? And I was like, what?
0: Oh, no, that's not dope at all. No. Not cool. Hey. Not cool at all. We are also joined with this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow. It is Sharif jackson ton of the Sharif Jackson of the Jackson Sharif. How are you, sir?
2: I'm doing good, man. I, 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 is, is it Jackson of the Sharif or the Dot Sharif or the Jack? I actually heard somebody actually got a message asking if I planned out what I was going to say or if I said it randomly. <laughs> 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 Guess what, y'all? I'm it's... a random person. I definitely randomize it, just like I randomize our... Spawn on I me mean, after dark intros, uh, which
0: which are really good. What you will know really if you good. are a
2: premium subscriber.
0: But yeah, I like the way he says <laughs> premium subscriber when he does. He's like premium subscriber. A- and Shreve even has like <laughs> the
1: nice ambient glow going on tonight.
2: Yeah, I got the glow. Yeah, after after two hours of algebra, like you get that glow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so
1: I don't so know. I, That's I got that post-algebra
2: you. glow. Oh shit! Is
1: that like the post-alpo glow?
0: <laughs> I have never had the Pulse algebra glow. That's I wish I, I had that at
2: least once. That's because you ain't have a teacher um, like me, dog. That's true. I, you know, I can't. Fr- I kind of want. I kind of
0: want you to teach me math, but you'd probably be really mad at me at some point. You'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!"
1: No, nah, um, you'd be like, not- "You just have to stay dumb." Bye.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Ah, oh, that's great. Just like I'm leaving. <laughs> I can't deal with this. You're, you're unteachable. Stay dumb. <laughs> Stay, d- hashtag is, stay dumb. That is amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Cicero is not with us this week. He's working for the man, working for the weekend when it's not the weekend because it's Thursday. So he will be back hopefully next week. Um, and if you want to come check out our stuff, check us out on Twitter at spawn on me, uh, check out our Facebook page and please go to patreon.com slash Spawn on me. If you'd like to support us with your dollars and get some of that good premium content that we have for you. We had a dope dope show with LJ Williams uh, this past week, uh, who is the president of the New York, I'm sorry, with the NAACP Brooklyn chapter. Uh, we talked a lot about civic engagement. We talked a lot about, um, you know, where do you get your, your uh, political leanings from in um, our political show? On, on a political show, the Chicago Beltway, which was really funky. And then spawned on me so mad. We had a lot of conversations about the black panther, which was, uh, <laughs> which was really dope uh, as well. Uh, so reef and C held that down on that end, but we're going to talk about video games. Cause that's what we do here uh, with hashtag stay dumb. Episode two.
1: Wow. I,
0: think, I think I may have to call this episode. Hashtag stay. Dumb. Stay wow. dumb. That was so good. Anyway, anyway, Uh, We have a lot of stuff to talk about because there's a lot of news uh, in the world this week. uh, We have so much stuff to get through. Two series, two games that we did not know if they were going to make a comeback are actually coming back. Uh, We have the dopeness that is the Division 2 that got, got spread out there from Ubisoft. Ubisoft was like, yo, we got this coming. And also... Call of Duty Black Ops Four, which has caused a stir amongst all people on the internet because they don't know how to use Roman numerals. Correctly, <laughs> Black Ops one two three sticks four
1: sticks. Wait, hold on. So it's not IV?
0: No, it's no. it's four eyes. Four eyes.
2: It's I. I I I. I, I. I. Black <laughs> Ops I. <laughs> yeah. Black
0: Ops I. Yeah. Is coming to all of you hopefully really <laughs> soon. That's <laughs> gonna be
2: great. Yo, that is a st- that's a hashtag. Stay dumb. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! So so look so it looks like
2: <laughs> I broke myself. Call of Duty. It stay look, dumb.
0: Call of Duty hashtag. Stay dumb. Yeah. Hashtag wow. Hashtag Call of Duty. I will be out. At some point, uh, actually, October 26th, it seems, uh, from the way that things got shared out uh, today from Kotaku, um, which is going to be really cool to see how that plays itself out. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Oh, wait. Did they say Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption? Okay. Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption will be out October 26th. It looks like Call of Duty will be out the 12th. So um, that's going to be really interesting because those two big games are going to be going up Once uh, against each other in the same month, with a lot of competition between the two. I'm curious to know what are your thoughts about Call of Duty coming back out, and then we'll talk about the division because I think there's a lot of a lot of other stuff going on with that particular game, uh, especially. So, Tanya, I want to I want to go to you first. What are your thoughts about? I'm not going to say it. Call (laughs) of Duty Four, Black Ops Four coming out.
1: I mean, Call Call of Duty Black Ops. IV, like it should have been called. I'm
0: just um, saying, but I wonder if they were like, "No, that's too medical."
2: Exactly, it's too medical.
1: <laughs> what, but they is, wanted is that emotion, be,
2: that raw emotion.
1: Is it going to be oh, like man. medpack motherfucker? Like, what's going on?
2: <laughs> oh, it, it could be. It could. Um,
1: you know, That'd I be I got COD Black Ops Three, and I barely played it, so I'm not super excited for it. I'm like, yeah. all right, cool, it's coming out, and this stupid use of. 4, Roman numeral I really bothers me. So my inner nerd and, and a Latin student is bothered to the point I'm not getting this game. So less of my oh, Ubisoft shit. wants to give it to me for free. I can't in good conscience give them money for this misuse of Roman numerals.
0: <laughs> it comes always comes back to math. It always comes back to language. It's like, Reef, Reef save us. Save us, Reef. What do you think about Call, Call of Duty Black Ops 4?
2: I mean, I think that it's... I mean, I really don't know where they're going to go with it, to be honest. I mean, Black Ops kind of started off as this, like, you know, Cold War, Vietnam, spy era take um, like Call of Duty. And then it just became, mm-hmm. hey, we're all the way in the future. Um, you know, and then they kept going in the future. And then they brought it back again with World War II. I, I know those are different devs, but um, I kind of, like... Unless they're bringing this back to sort of that spy and decision-making and that kind of like, you don't know what's going to happen next, which I kind of felt in Black Ops 1 and uh, 2, really. Yeah, um, Agreed. I'm not really interested unless they bring it back to that. Because I, I can't believe they're going to make another future one, especially after, you know, um, Advanced Warfare. Um, no, no, so, sorry, Infinite Warfare. <laughs> um, it's, it's even hard to remember the uh, freaking names of them. Um, but, but like, yeah, I mean, I, I think that unless they're really going back for that, maybe even get like ice cube back in as Bowman, you know what I'm saying? Oh shit. Um, I forgot.
0: About, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, wow.
2: W- which, um, and I know we have this as a, as a topic later, but which I saw a scene of in the, uh, video that was screened at the white house, violent video games. They had a scene of, uh, ice cube getting, getting get killed. In in brutal fashion, uh, by Viet Cong. um, but um, yeah, y- yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a Call of Duty game, and you know, generally, I'm not interested unless they, um, do that kind of actually interesting gameplay and plot lines to me. So, yeah,
0: I'm a little disappointed that they didn't call it Black Ops. I e i e i uh oh. That would have been the next lot, that would have made a lot of sense. That's the that would have made a one. lot of sense if they were going to go with the i. Uh, version of that game what i'm sad well well, here's the thing too is i'm excited for the fact that that game is going to be um in the future again like i know i know that there's a lot of people who are just like where where where's it gonna go i feel less about that with the call of duty game than i do with the other game that got kind of teased out or at least um like the information got broken About Battlefield 5, I think it is. I think that also got leaked out this week. I think. Uh, I know that there was a new Battlefield. I just don't know if it was 4 or 5. I think it was probably 5. The interesting part about that one is that they're going to go back to World War 2 again. And that upsets me more than Black Ops uh, uh, (laughs) staying in the future. Because I want that series to go into the future. I want them to do new 2042 version of that game because i think that one is something that we've missed in that in that genre on that uh ip uh with that kind of game i want them to do battlefield in the future but they're just not going to do it what are your your thoughts about battlefield in the future reef
2: um i mean again if it's like way in the future like 2042 i might be a little more interested in it if it's like in the future like just call of duty but with drones and stuff um a little less interested um because uh battlefield uh four tried a little bit of that um mm-hmm. because like that's back when they were really just trying to play catch up with call of duty um right. and i don't think it worked too well um mm-hmm. so yeah i'm not i'm i'm kind of the opposite like i want less of the future stuff and like more of the just you you can make interesting s- s- stories involving like militaries and war and you don't have to have all this kind of like future tech stuff but i understand that that's kind of the the flashy stuff that you can put on the cover, or or mm-hmm. talk about in the interviews and stuff. And it's harder to to communicate like the nuances of like a personal story about you know about war. But I that's what that's what I really want from these games, especially if they're going to release them every year. I mean, I'm like, yo, yeah, you
0: know. So it is it is hard to keep keep pushing that stuff out. Tony, what are, what are your thoughts about future 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 battlefield stuff?
1: I'm not really feeling Battlefield in the future or in World War Two. I mean, I, I'm kind of oversaturated with World War Two games. Yeah, me too. Um, like Shree said, you can make a good game about war and about soldiering. I wish it was more things like, um, what was the game that made you think about war?
2: Um, the you, uh, Spec Ops the Line. Yeah, yes. I think it Spec Ops. Yeah.
1: I, I would love more games like Spec Ops the Lion. Yeah. I would love more games, you know, heartbreaking as it was to play. Um, right. The one where you are playing as part of the Serbian conflict. And mm. I'm, I am losing all of my names today, but it's... <laughs> but, you know, it's one that's very heartbreaking, and you have to think about things, and your character can have an emotional breakdown. Right, um, right. I want games like that that really make people think about what war is like, and not yeah. just... I get to go shoot a bunch of people that may or may not look like me. So let's go do that for fun. Cause I think it, I think it's, it's hard because especially the conversation that's going on now that we'll talk about a little later because Mm -hmm. games like that, when they are churned out year after year and people play them, there's no consequence. There's no emotional message or, or lesson to be learned. And I'm never, ever going to say that games cause violence but the army does use these games to train people.
2: Right. You know, there's right.
1: there's all these simulators, things like that. And there there needs to be a balance of we learn about war, we learn the cost of war, we see what it does to casualties, to, to villages, to, to people that are left behind, versus the guts and glory, be a soldier, yes. save your country, be an uber patriot, and nothing right. is ever wrong, because I was, I don't know how many people know this. I had signed up to go in the military, but they didn't take me because back then they reject you for flat feet. They reject you for other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have been with people like out in the Gulf War or anything else. Um, so I think war games and, and shooting games and about the military can be there, but they should be mindful. And it should make yeah. people think about the people that you are then shooting. Um, yeah. Because, you know, like Spec Ops line broke my heart and it really made me think about the people that are on the other end of that gun.
0: Yeah, it's it's really um it's really interesting. I was talking about this the other day on Twitter, um especially because someone was talking about war and, and, and something else and some conflict. And I was like, I'm super um, <clears throat> weary and um, not a fan of patriotism or the, 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 the military services um i don't I, I just have never felt like it was a thing that was worth um people doing especially when we have a lot of the conflicts that we've had since world war 2 that have been kind of conflicts of of um what's the word that i was looking for um we haven't needed to go into many of those wars they've been ones that we've just decided that we needed to go and go fuck with other people with mm-hmm. um and when that then plays itself out in the games that we play. It makes me not want to necessarily, um, uh, engage with them, but I would weirdly really love war stories and war movies and things like that. Yeah. Uh, it makes me, it makes me really want a, a military game. If you're going to do another military game, um, <clears throat> I would love to see a conflict story about the Vietnam war. If you were going to do a game and they've backed off that numerous times. Um, where they've tried to talk about, you know, wars of convenience in in ways that they've uh, tried to kind of sp- kind of poke those things into stories about about war but they've never really gone full-fledged into it, which I would love to see them do. Yep. Um I think it would be really smart and be really cool if they actually messed around with that stuff. But in terms of um battlefield itself um I, I want to see if you're going to do that game in the future. The only real reason I want you to do it in the future is because I feel like that pushes the technological boundaries a little bit forward um, and lets us see stuff that w- these consoles and these and these PCs will be able to do technologically in a way differently um, than you would with kind of World War II tech and other that, other stuff like that, which is especially interesting when you talk about games like The Division where they had this kind of in-between space where they were like kind of doing future tech stuff with drones and, 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 and robo, uh, remote controlled mines and things like that. Um, and it was interesting when they first dropped the first E3 trailer, they had this really interesting UI aspect to the game and a lot of, um, uh, ideas about what, uh, firefights and what, uh, technology would do in the battlefield. Um, I want to see what they're going to do with Division Two, which just got kind of teased as being something that is going to drop at E three from Ubisoft. I, I know, I know, I played a little bit of it. Actually, I played a lot of Division the first game. Yeah, um, Tanya, did you get a chance to play that game? Oh yeah, I've got it both
1: on PS four and PC. Yeah,
0: what were, your, what were your thoughts about about the first Division game?
1: Um, it was good. It took a while to draw me in, and when the new newest update dropped, I really, really got back into it. Um. Another was a conversation around kind of the way your enemies were dressed. A lot of people took the, the way that they were dressed to be kind of urban thug. And I was like, no, they're mm. just cold. And
2: they must have a Like,
1: <laughs> like there's snow, cold. Right. But it's like... But they also <laughs> take like 20 bullets to go down for like a, a equal equivalent level henchman. So... Mm. Because one of my friends was really concerned. It was like, are they playing on the trope of the urban youth and the gang member? And I was like, nah, they're just cold. <laughs> like, I'm cold <laughs> looking at my character. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was good. It was, it's challenging. And I can go in either by myself or with buddies. Uh, uh, Malavent in the chat and I have played quite a bit. Nick and I have played a bit. And I like the game and, and the 1.8 improvements really really brought it around for me so now mm-hmm. i'm like i need to go back and, and really dive into this before the second game comes out
0: yeah reef what are your thoughts about the division i know you, I know you played a good amount I, I,
2: so the division is my top played steam game of all time really i played a lot huh. a lot of the division um i did not know that yeah i mean i put i think i had like over 250 hours in the division damn um, damn i really really loved that game um you know i'm one of those people that played it throughout the sort of times when people thought it was dead like i still thought that it was a fun game that i would dip in every once in a while and honestly what kept me in is that you know for a while now they've had a very frequent podcast where they talk Mm -hmm. about the game and they talk about the issues with the game um at at first it was just amish the uh community manager but then he started bringing on devs and narrative people and like all that stuff so i really felt mm-hmm. like i was involved with the game and that made me more m- more likely to uh dive in um yeah what was it
0: no keep going keep going yeah
2: so so like i really like it um when they announced the division two at first I kind of felt the same way when I heard destiny two was announced, which was a bit of a letdown because I was like, can't I just keep building on this game? (laughs) But, but like I listened to, so like they dropped another division podcast today. And they basically said like, look, the main reason that we're making part two is, is because the engine that we're working off of for part one is years and years old and we can't make engine changes. To a game like you can't patch the engine you know so like the only way to really get the like increased physics and the fidelity and the realism that they want is to is to go to a new engine which would mean like a whole new game and like I mm-hmm. was like that makes sense you know I don't feel like that was the same thing in Destiny because it looks it doesn't look or feel that different from the first one Um but at least from uh, what they're saying this one is going to be almost structurally different from the from the uh, division 1 and i think that the way that it's grown and the way that massive has really listened to 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 like the customers and kept updating it even even though everybody was making fun of the game because it be because they were like oh yeah it's not as big as destiny and like well like hmm. they just kept on going despite all that and then made a game where by the 1.8 at, everybody was like, "Hey, this is actually actually pretty good now," you know. So so I'm hoping that they take those lessons into part two, and I really hope that they learn from the Destiny two experience and not try to overcorrect on a lot of the mistakes. Like build on the good stuff, and, and like mm. and like make small tweaks, um, because uh, otherwise you can have a bit of a mess on your hands. But I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah, I played I played a bunch of it from the beginning when it when it first dropped. <clears throat> and it was I was a little bit disappointed because, like I think most people were in the first like 6 months of that game coming out because they were it was super buggy. F- well first of all, they had the whole like the game got downgraded from what we saw in the E3 trailer and that was like a huge hullabaloo of that first which was like super uh, uh, bugged out to see everyone like freak out about that part. Um, cause it did look vastly different than what they advertised in the beginning of that trailer and that first trailer, which I don't know why people didn't understand that that was not going to be exactly what it looked like. Um, but I'm actually excited for this second version of the game because one, I always feel like most sequels do well by the series that they've started with and they get better. Um, two, I'm kind of hoping, and I'm happy to hear you talk about the kind of, uh, engine changes because maybe they will be able to actually hit some of the Fidelity stuff that they were talking about and showed in that first trailer, now that they have new tech to work on, they've had some years to learn about you know, optimization, and they've also got new actual, just like physical tech to work with, with new graphics cards kind of pushing everything out and being able to kind of do that stuff. So I wonder if the new game that we're going to get is going to be as pretty as what they promised in their first E3 trailer that happened like almost six years ago. Not six years ago, How long has it been, like... Three years that mm, game's been out. Yeah, like three years ago or something to that effect. So it feels like Ubisoft has like this stable of games that have all been called dead, and then they've come back, and people have given them some love because of all the uh, uh, all the support that the teams have given them,
2: which is kind of cool.
0: It's like super dope to see like games get that from the dead treatment and then come back and 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 still kick ass. Yeah, so, I'm,
2: I'm, I mean it just proves that your game does not have to be number one to be successful. Like it's not yeah. always a race to the top.
0: Yeah. It's, it's cool. I'm happy they did that. That's that's like, what is it? Rainbow six came out of, came out of the blue again and, and came back. Uh, uh, division came back and did that. I don't, the only game that I feel like didn't make that transition was for honor. I feel like that one people kind of jumped into it and then didn't stay with it because it just didn't do stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, they had some major, major server issues. Um, and like I dropped mm-hmm. out of it, and I was real excited. I, I thought it was a great game, but I just couldn't connect and stay connected. And it was like it's a t- totally online game, so it was yeah. unfortunate.
0: Real quick before we transition to the next topic, did you did either one of you play the Dark Zone stuff?
1: Uh, a little bit. I, yeah. I, I wasn't a real big fan of it, and I haven't gone back to Dark Zone since the last big update, mostly mm-hmm. because I kept finding griefers. Yes, yeah. and it's just like, could I even get in the dark zone like ten feet yeah. before you shoot my ass off looking for a med pack? <sighs> like, like I hadn't set a foot out of the gate and I'd be dead. And I'm like, well, that wasn't fun.
0: <laughs> Reef, did you play any Dead Zone stuff?
2: I did. I, I, I did. I played quite a bit of the Dark Zone, including the Dark Zone. Sorry, including the like expand. You know, when they expanded it with the latest update. Um, I played a lot more of the Incursions, which were kind of like their version of sort of their end game sort of not quite raids, but their, like, hardest content, which I found mm-hmm. was, like, always great. Um, and, yeah, I thought that the Dark Zone was cool, but it kind of... Um, when the game originally came out, I thought that the game really needed to sort of live or die by the Dark Zone. Mm-hmm. And my experience changed a bit, because I feel like the changes that they made to the overall world and the other things that they added like like the incursion and the underground mode and my favorite the survival mode and mm-hmm. like in like the like uh 4v4 like the PVP stuff they added a lot of extra stuff so that the dark zone became it was cool if you wanted it but it wasn't like the only multiplayer content that that um that you kind of needed to like keep people that finished all the single player stuff so so like I I I ended up playing it less and less because of that because you know of of like griefers and and the fact that you know there's just a lot of high high level people there right so so um, yeah I mean I I uh, played it but I don't think that the game sort of like lives or dies by it like I originally thought
0: yeah I'm hoping that they fix some of that stuff in the I am hoping that they learned a lot from the way that that kind of played out because it, it turned me off to playing in the the, the dark zone a lot. I was like, this is like black people versus NYPD mode. For real, for real. You just walk in there and you just get shot. I'm like, God damn, this is terrible. Wow. Um, yeah, it was not wow. it was not my favorite version of the game. Uh yeah, I said that. Hashtag uh black ops I-E-E-E-E. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> um, okay then. Uh <laughs> besides that i'm gonna i'm gonna switch i'm gonna switch modes and switch over to the other story that we have today um if you have not heard uh, our our wonderful president number forty five donald donald j trump uh or as i like to call him hashtag wat on online w a t uh you'll see me tweet that out a lot which stands for whackass trump um he had some folks over from the gaming industry over to the White House today as of Thursday when we're recording uh, after sparking a whole bunch of controversy by talking about how possibly video games are causing uh, or helping to uh, push forward some of the school shootings that we've had by showing children violence and having them play violent games over, over their lifetimes and over the times they've been uh, in front of this kind of media. It seems like they're kind of rehashing the Jack Thompson uh, conversation that they had in the early 90s that came across with, you know, Mortal Kombat and all the other things. Um, but the interesting part today was that no one knew who the folks were that they were going to have at the White House to talk to Mr. Trump about all this stuff. And a list of folks came out today, which is really interesting. So I'm just gonna read it off really quick. Uh, Senator Marky, Marco Marco uh, Drinkwater Rubio. Uh, Representative Vicky Hartzler, <laughs> Representative Martha Ro- Roby from uh, Alabama, uh, Strauss Zelnick, who is the CEO, Take Two Interactive um, CEO, uh, Brent Bozell, who's from the Media Research Center, uh, Lieutenant Colonel D- uh, Dave Grossman, who wrote a book called Assassination Generation, which is a, which is an interesting book if you've ever if you had a ch- chance to read it because it's kind of full of shit. Uh, Pat Vance, uh, President of the ES- ESRB uh, Matt Ga- uh, Gallagher, president and CEO of the ESA, Robert Altman, chairman and CEO of, of Zenimax, which is the company that runs Bethesda. or uh, they are part of Bethesda? Uh, Melissa Henson from the Parents Teacher Council. So interestingly enough, Brent Bozell, two of the folks who are in that grouping, are really interesting for specific reasons. So Brent Bozell uh, for the Media Research Center and Melissa Henson from the Parents, Teachers, uh, Parents Television Council. Uh, the Parents Television Council was something that was created by Brent Bozell. So so it's like if you have t- so you have two people on that council, they actually have three. You have <laughs> Lieutenant Grossman, uh Brent Bozell, and Melissa Henson who are on the if you're thinking about the two sides of this, it would be, you know, all the folks who are on the gaming side and all the people who are like supposed to be the experts about why violence is bad. And two of them one of them called uh President Obama a skinny crackhead, and the other one uh, Melissa Henson works for, for the first guy who said the thing about the crackhead stuff.
2: <laughs> so, so hold on.
1: Uh-huh. There's a collusion. Conflict uh-huh. of interest. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we do have an attorney in the chat. Yes, we do. Um, yes, we do. Wow. Yeah. i just...
0: It, it's really interesting. So like you have all these factions, right? And it, there was a good piece about it. I don't remember which outlet it was on. It might have been on Kotaku who who talked about it. Um, But the sad part about this whole conversation was, at least from the standpoint of of that article, was that in this situation where you have the president's ear, you have the folks who are in the gaming industry who are going to be talking about and kind of pitching for their own side, which is making a shit ton of money, making hand over fist dough, Uh, So they have their own ulterior motives to have in this in this conversation. And then you also have the folks on the other side who are kind of batshit, who also aren't really folks of (laughs) folks of of measure when it comes to like bringing actual facts to the table. So then you have the middle where there are the people who are worried about people getting shot with guns and gun control who are like, so where do we sit at this part of the table? So I I, want to throw it to both of you. I want to go to Reef first hearing all the conversations about, you know, how violence is kind of perpetuated in in video games and um, seeing, you know, how Trump has now thrown himself into this conversation. What are your thoughts about, you know, the the, the overarching uh, narrative?
2: I think the narrative is bad. I think it obscures a nuanced conversation that we could really be having about, you know, violence as a, you know, kind of, easy plot device in video games movies books tv shows like it's definitely been a thing in american history in general that a lot of the most popular stuff tends to be that kind of 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 work i think that's a worthy conversation to have with video game like developers as well but i don't think that it's worthy when you first of all the only people that you invite are people from take two and bethesda so that's not I feel representative of the industry as a whole. So I don't right. think, you, I don't think you get like a balanced viewpoint. Um, mm-hmm. And like um, the, the, um, all the articles that that like I saw right in the headlines, like Trump meets with makers of doom and grand theft auto, you know, <laughs> like uh, that's how this thing was like advertised and like thrown out. And they, mm. and they screen this like minute and a half long, Video, which is on the White House's YouTube channel, so like you can watch it, called "Violence and the Video Games," where they do nothing but show like violent scenes from like uh, Dead by Daylight and Call of Duty and like that kind of stuff. And <laughs> it's just
0: on your face.
2: <laughs> and 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 like I'm like, first of all, I hope the e- the ESRB person said, "Well, these are all mature rated games that kids shouldn't be playing." So. I want to know what their conversation is. Is is their conversation that, you know, these games are rated appropriately. Let's talk about ways to keep kids a, 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 away from them, which again, we have parental controls on all the hardware and all that stuff. So, you know, if a parent really wants their kids not, not to play it, we have the functionality available. Um, but I find it especially... Um, tricky that they're having this right after these school shootings as if this is one of the administration's response to like we're looking into violence and, so we're going to call all, all the video game people you know right? that's right, what I don't right. like about it, is the timing and like when this occurs and like uh, Trump even mentioned like his son Barron like uh, and he basically said like yeah like uh, you know I, w- I would be shocked that he has access to this stuff and i'm like well put the damn parent controls on your console man (laughs) you You can't
0: do that when you're out there having affairs
2: you know yes look man tell stormy daniels to log on to the xbox (laughs) and turn the parental controls on you know what i'm saying i mean come on come on um I i
0: hope she does it with her feet
2: but 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 i mean yeah so like i I, I I hate this stuff because it does, as I said, it like hides a conversation that we can and should be having, but right. we can't because these kind of things they make everybody defensive. Obviously, all the video all the video game people are going to be super defensive, and like all the other people are going to be super offensive. So it's like nothing is going to come out of this, in my
0: opinion. Tanya, what are your thoughts about Trump cool. versus Trump versus video game violence, violence, violence?
1: I'm going to use all our allocation for F-bombs for the rest of the year, probably. Um, First of all, fuck Trump, because he doesn't know what video games are. Fuck him for not knowing that the rating system already exists. Fuck everybody that went to that meeting from the game industry, because they should have said, go read some statistics, you dumb fuck. And three or four, I've lost count because I'm mad. Um, (laughs) There is no... I mean, it's like people... Everyone forgot basic stats If there's no correlation there is no causation and correlation they can't sit here and go oh all these violent video games because i grew up with mortal kombat a lot of us grew up with all these violent ass games We grew up with looney tunes we shot nobody hmm. but yet look at look at the people at columbine their parents weren't fucking parenting them let's just look at the real issue you let people go to walmart and buy a fucking gun but a black dude is in there with a cosplay gun and you shoot him Let's look at the issues of, I can order fucking ammo online. I can go in any hunting goods store. But, oh no, we can't blame actual guns because of someone brought up in the chat. He's in the NRA's pocket. They fucking own him. They own a lot of those people. Um, so, instead of actually pulling back and going, there's already, a rating systems, there's already a rating system for games. The game industry has been around for over 30 years. Just like rock and roll, rap music, everything else that gets blamed when there's a violent action. Nobody wants to look at the fact that we can too easily get guns in this country. People don't parent their fucking kids. And everyone wants to blame everything except the the NRA. I mean, the NRA is acting like there's some holy war against them. We saw people at church with their fucking guns acting persecuted. Oh, yeah. And I just looked at that. I was like... Okay, I gave up Christianity a long time ago for reasons. But you all are worshiping at the at the altar of guns. You we don't have to go hunt our own food anymore. There's grocery stores. <laughs> it's not like we live in this society where I gotta shoot wolves off my fucking property. Like why why are people out here acting like, oh you need a gun? Because most people and and I think and I forget who I saw share this that gun deaths go down when the nra has their gatherings mm-hmm. it's these fucking gun nuts that act like you're taking away everything i mean you saw how they were when obama campaign acting like he was going to take away everybody's guns you don't need an assault rifle in the city you don't need an assault rifle to, to to keep your gun to keep your home safe if you live in a place where you need a fucking assault rifle maybe you should move <laughs> i'm just saying i live in chicago everybody acts like chicago's fucking wild west i don't have an assault rifle i don't even have a pistol granted that's also because i'm scared of guns because of past experiences but i don't no one should feel the need to need an ar-15 or any of this other stuff and if somebody has a history of i'm gonna shoot like i'm gonna be violent i'm gonna shoot somebody i'm gonna do whatever because you're rejected or or whatever your issue is, why aren't we looking at that stuff? Why aren't we looking at the indoctrination of, of these angry white dudes? And yeah, I said it. If you're white watching this, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Everybody talking about radicalization of Muslims and all that shit. What about these white dudes that are out here in their cults they're acting like nobody wants them because they're smarter or whatever the fuck term they're using this week. No, nobody wants you because you're an asshole. But yet they indoctrinate themselves in this idea that they're just so above everyone else and if people don't want them it's their fault so a girl rejects me i'm just gonna go shoot up school and mm-hmm. no one takes these things seriously they don't look at the markers of of what it is that makes someone go out and do this and i'm not even talking about mental health issues because we where people are also real quick to go oh people are crazy no some motherfuckers are just man they got easy access to a gun and yep. sometimes it's their parents gun it's not even a gun they went out and bought it's their parents got guns around the house. They know where it is. They took it and they went and shot folks. But yet we saw how people reacted to the most recent shooting. They are giving death threats to students that survived a horrific event. Mm. So it's not bad enough that they went to school and some people didn't go home that day, but folks are so invested in keeping their fucking guns for whatever reason that they cannot understand that these kids survived a horrific thing. They're forever scarred and forever changed. No. And now that they're out here going, Hey, you know what? I'm eighteen, I can vote. Now they're scared. So good, fuck them. Fuck the Trump. Interesting part,
0: you wanna get any more fucks in there? <laughs> That's it.
1: Let's see. How many can I get in there before we take a break? It I was mean, like you
0: had a machine gun of fucks.
1: I I have The NRA
0: of fucks would love you.
1: <laughs> I, wow. I mean the ring is too the ring is too small to show, but I do have a ring that says zero fucks.
0: That's amazing
1: but you I know, want... it, ugh, it's just it because we all grew up with games ain't none of us gone out and shot nobody what the fuck
0: the interesting part i find about all this stuff is like and, and we're not gonna we're not gonna dig into the conversation about the second amendment even though we should at some point we'll probably do that on beltway at some point i want to get someone and if you're in the chat or if you're listening to the show if you have any folks who are like uh, uh, uh experts about you know gun stats and all that stuff send them to me please because i want to have them on beltway at some point um but the thing that I was always tweeting about when it comes to this part of the conversation is <clears throat> like what Tanya said, is there there's definitely this this space where people feel like everything else is the reason besides the actual thing but people are like, well, guns don't shoot anybody. I was like, yeah, but you got to at some point. Look at the way that the society has been built from the beginning. It's not like this is a thing that's happened just in the past 20 years, which are people like, well, there's an upscale in, in uh, school shootings and stuff. There's we've been, this, this country has been built on violence. This is a violent culture that we live in. Humans themselves are just violent and violent beings in, in innate to themselves. In a lot of ways, they just, it's a part of the, the human condition that violence is a part of it. But also, at some point you have to take away the tools like the tools are the thing that is the dangerous part of this equation right now people are like yo what if you took t- took away the people's guns and gave them knives I was like yeah it's going to take a really long time for you to stab through 75 people hopefully somebody knocks you the fuck out before you get to the other people to stab
1: hold but, on wait <clears throat> I I keep swords and gu- or swords and knives yeah. it's going to take a long time to stab one person do you know how I'm long it takes to die from a stab wound
0: I'm saying but that's but here's but that's the reason why the like the, the conversation gets all messed up right where it's like people don't want to recognize that there like the whole conversation is one about selfishness and it's about privilege and it's about the idea of what you as a human being are allowed to have which in and of itself is a very American thing people don't like to think about the American culture in and of itself of like the American culture is very selfish. It's very uh, uh, me centered where it's like, if I can't have a thing, it's wrong that I can't have it. Why can I not have it? And then you break that down into race and gender and all the other things. And it splits itself off even, even more. Like I, as a black American, black male American, feel very much so that there are things that are just not uh, things things are not for me because I am not allowed to have those things. Like, I don't think I have a, I should have a gun. I would never advocate for black people to have uh concealed carry weapons, concealed carry uh, licenses. Cause we all know how the scenario happens when you don't have a gun. So like, if you had a gun and going into scenarios, you were probably not going to be the person who's going to be looked at as the good, the good person in that scenario. So why I would mean, you put yourself into those scenarios? Look,
1: look at Dylan Roof. They put his ass in a vest and gave him Burger King. Right. And, so it's uh, like,
0: and it's, and it's interesting, because it breaks down into whole other, a whole bunch of other conversations about like, how do you, how do you deal with that as a, as a person of society? How do you think about that in terms of the video game systems that we're, that we're talking about? And how does media actually affect the people that consume them? There's a lot of conversations that, that, that need to have to happen in there um, that are really, really important. And I don't think that Trump is the person to have these conversations No, absolutely at Trump, all.
1: No, Trump, at Trump shouldn't talk to himself because <laughs> he'd probably get ten different answers
0: he's probably the one who designed the damn black black ops damn logo he was like yeah that makes
1: sense it's four it's four eyes in it right
0: <laughs> It's four eyes it's four no, eyes but, but
1: at the end of the day though it's all about scapegoating because instead they yes. are deflecting they're deflecting away from the NRA who wants guns to be for profit they want this to continue to be an industry that lets people profit. Off the fear that they need a gun. Because a lot of people, I'm guessing a lot of people that have been convinced they need guns, don't need them. Now, if you live in the country and you may have to keep animals off your farm, or if you actually are in some place where you do you do still need to hunt, cool, but you still don't need a fucking assault wep- weapon to go hunting. Yes,
2: yeah, it's, it's, it's not about need. It's about constitutional rights. Like, people think taking that away is as bad as taking away free speech or taking away right to assembly or to, you know, like that's kind of where the conversation when I've talked to people about it and and like when I've read about, you know, sort of the NRA stuff and that's what it comes down to is, you know, it, it, it is in the constitution and, and, and people value that as high as everything else in the constitution, you know, and it's know. an argument that you can never win because people will just say, well, it's a slippery slope. You know, if if you take away my AR fifteen, pretty soon like uh we won't be able to assemble or we won't be able to have free speech or we won't you know, or or like we might That's put, so funny, man. I I mean we I mean we might put that three fifths back in there. Who knows? You
0: know, I mean, it, I mean, but by the way it looks, it was God given that you were supposed to have a weapon. But for all for all the four people who who are hosts on this podcast, it took like a goddamn amendment for us to have rights. I know, That's right? fucked up. Yeah. It's like and up. on that note, no, no, I, I actually a, it,
2: <laughs> it took two. It, it took a few of them, really.
0: Yeah, it took a few of them, right? Yeah. And then it took you know, uh, 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 societal intervention. It took marches. It took all that other shit for us to hopefully not get shot when we go to the store so with that said we're going to take a quick three minute break hang out listen to some music buy some merch while you're on the break get some water lick at my hands go tell people how roman newman was work i (laughs) will be right back
2: what's good internet this is austin walker aka professor killer aka david foster flawless aka bars von trier you already know what it is And since you do, you should also already know that Spawn On Me keeps it real when it comes to games, culture, and holding it down even when the world is on fire. Welcome to Prokago, y'all.
0: What's everybody? What's everybody? That's not even a sentence.
1: <laughs> <Good>. wow, <laughs> did you start drinking during the break? What the hell? Sadate
0: on the tippy tie. Sadate on the tippy tie. I don't know words. I'm a Trump advocate. Uh, wow. <laughs> welcome back. Wow. Welcome back to episode 211 of the Swanami podcast. Thank you for hanging out during the break. Thank you so much for chilling with us in the Twitch land, in the podcast land, in all the lands that matter in Bracago. We love you all. Uh, We have a couple quick things before we get up out of here. We've been playing a whole bunch of stuff, going through a whole bunch of games. Um, I know that uh, we had a chance to play some uh, Far Cry, which we're going to talk about after what we've been playing. But Reef, I know you had some stuff that you had in your pocket that you've been messing around with and, and playing on the switch and and on the go, what have you been rocking so far?
2: Yeah. Um, so I recently finished, um, a game called Dandara, um, which is pretty much available on every console and every mobile device and like things like the Apple TV. So it's literally everywhere. Um, really cool game, um, based on a, um, basically a, uh, Afro Brazilian character that, uh, Helped rescue slaves um, in in uh, Brazil. She's a bit of a myth, I guess. So they're not really sure as to you know what's true and what's not. But but like she she was like also really proficient with uh, capoeira um, with like you know dance fighting as I call it. In um, mm-hmm. the game, you know, it like focuses on like her fighting against this like oppressive city. Um, and the cool thing about it is like you can't walk. You can like only jump from like a surface to surface, so it's really a, a game about dodging and evading and like and like striking when the time is right, which I definitely fits like the uh, theme of like capoeira. Um, really hard game. It's a Metro, It's a Metroidvania, so you're constantly going back to areas to to unlock things and getting new powers and like going back and forth. Fairly difficult. Took me about eight hours to beat, but I would say maybe three of those hours was spent like trying to figure out how to get to like the last level, which like you can see, but it's kind of hard to figure out actually how to get there. Um, but I would definitely, definitely advise you to check out this game because it's on so many different things. Um, not for everybody because it is very hard, and they don't give you a lot to work off of. It's it's like definitely very old school um, mm. in that uh, mentality, but really, really dope. Um, also played the demo of Kirby Star Allies on the Switch as well. Um, I'm typically not a Kirby person. It was never a game series that really um, got me. Um, even though I love platformers in general, but like Kirby always seemed, I don't know, too just, I don't know, I don't really know how to explain it. it just never really did it for me. Um, but Star Allies seems like it's a pretty fun co-op experience i mean it's a pretty standard kirby game like like you suck up ghosts and you gain their powers um but 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 they added this like additional thing where you can basically make certain enemies into your friend so like they fight fight for you so it's this cool thing where like you can build up like this custom team and like swap people on the go like uh, depending on their abilities and Kind of reminded me a bit of the uh, old Blizzard game, like the Lost Vikings, which was like a sixteen-bit game. Oh yeah, I remember where you, that. Where you constantly ha- had to change people, um, you know, kind of kind of like a uh, Lemmings as well. Um, I, it was pretty fun. Don't know if I'm gonna spend sixty bucks on it, um, but I did enjoy it a lot. Um, also played a bit um, of uh, Layers of Fear, um, which is a uh, horror game. Um I heard a lot about this one um it's 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 not a series that I've really been into, but really good um mm. you know i have only played it for a little bit, but I did play it at night under the covers to like, <laughs> so so that I could get in the in the mood um and it scared the shit out of me y'all <laughs> <laughs> i i i mean it it definitely goes off with of jump scares and like that kind of stuff but um I enjoyed it and I'm definitely looking to um jump j- jump some more into it and uh finally um I I continued to to go through the Assassin's Creed Origins discovery mode. Um I think I think it's gotten to the point where I would recommend this to people that do not have the game because you can buy it on PC as a standalone for 20 bucks. At first yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'd recommend this to like somebody that isn't familiar with the game, but it's really good. They put a lot, a lot, a lot of effort into this. Um, and I think it can be a great teaching tool and like, like I actually plan on using some of it in the class that I'm teaching. So um, definitely advise um, you guys to check out the Discovery Mode. It has a lot of content, a lot of content. That's badass. Uh, Tanya, what have what you been uh, up to?
1: Um, let's see. I played Wolverblade by Dark Wind Media because they talked to what made me want to int- want to play it was someone like tweeted them about how it wasn't realistic to have brown people. And they were like, okay, whatever. You've done our <laughs> research. And I was like, you get my money. And uh, <laughs> they actually reached out and, and I already bought the game. But then they're like, hey, do you want some codes to give away? Um, so I played it on stream. It's really cool. And it, it feeds that I need chaos and mayhem feel. Mm. Because I literally just played as a picked warrior, just mowing down people. It was beautiful. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um, I loved it. So I've got it on Steam and, and it's great. Um, let's see. I've gone back to The Sims 4. Because mm. Sims, why not? And then today on stream, I played a uh, Lee's Reigns, Her Majesty Yes, I apparently am very much a heathen and a heretic. I died being burned at the stake so many times.
2: I'm sure Lee loves you for it, too. (laughs) Because I was just sitting
1: there like, but there were times where it's like, you're a heathen, and I was like, what what did i do i'm like just because i wouldn't like give you all the money in the treasury you creepy pastor like like, my best reign was 20 years that's actually pretty good that's 20 years is pretty good i was just like okay i'll take it i think i I got one
2: yeah i I rarely get into the 20s rarely
1: and the double digits
2: yeah well yeah, yeah. So i can usually funny. get to like the teens but, but like 20 is tough
1: i don't know what what i did but then like i got the the king then he started doing you've made us great and prosperous i need to protect you and then i got locked away to tower like fucking rapunzel until i couldn't talk
0: anymore <laughs> and i was just
1: like that that's not what i expected to happen and then a couple times <laughs> the people loved me so much they literally trampled me to death trying to like yeah Adore me, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is a little. Too, this is a little too real, like in a metaphorical sense of how people act online." And I was like, "Ooh, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in this corner. I'm gonna be away." And mm-hmm. like the chick that wanted to borrow my husband's stamp, and I'm like, "What's going on here?"
0: <laughs>
1: um, so I'll, I'll definitely be playing that again. I, I did pretty good, but it was this like, I I kept saying I'm gonna stop, and it was like one more, then one more. So mm. Lee, and it's like, you can, you, if you know anything about Lee's writing and the way that she speaks, I'm like, that's all Lee right there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: Um, let's see, what else have I been playing? I think that's it because I was away at Emerald City Comic Con for a week. So it feels like I've been gone forever, but I've only been, I was only gone for four days.
0: <laughs> you have been traveling your behind off. You have been all around the world. Aye, ay yeah, so this is the most ops. you're
1: going to see of me for the next month because uh, Khalif and I both go to GDC next week.
0: And we'll be there hanging out, getting stuff done, making things happen. Yeah. Um, anything else on your playlist?
1: Um, On my want to play – oh, wait. I forgot one other game, and it wasn't really recent, but Speed Dating for Ghosts. Oh, yeah, I did oh, see Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, how was that? Um, oh, my God, it's so much fun because I am not a dating game person normally. Mm-hmm. I play Dream Daddy – because a friend was like, "I really want to see it, but she's not into streaming. She's not really a gamer, and and didn't have time to really play." It. And I was like, "It's fifteen bucks. If you get it, I'll stream it. I will. I will satisfy your curiosity." And it, you know, I did not expect to feel deep feelings for some fucking ghosts. <laughs> um, but like, so there's you have three rooms. It's it's literally speed dating for ghosts and you're a ghost. Um, I won't tell you when you meet them, but there's one ghost that doesn't realize they're a ghost. Ooh. And you feel like, like, six they cents. Have this, kind of like they have this existential moment. You can kind of tell them, you can not tell them. And if you tell wow. them they're a ghost, they have this kind of existential oh shit moment. Um, and there's another ghost that reminds me of the painting Scream. Mm. Um, and it's it's very easy to frighten this ghost off. But you, if you actually manage to uh to work with this ghost you find out a how they died and and get them to heal because they know that they're dead but they're they're emotionally compromised from the way in which both they became a ghost and what they did to wind up like the way they wound up dead is tied a lot into why they're like this in the afterlife Mm. um so it's by copy chaser it is on Steam um, and itch.io. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, also, with the caveat that, A, I know some of the developers, and I got, I was a beta tester, but y'all know me well enough to know I'm not going to recommend a game I don't actually like.
0: Right? True. True um, that.
1: And I got into Persona 5. Those people are fucked up.
0: <laughs> I've never played Persona <laughs> I keep hearing that, though.
1: So very quick synopsis because I haven't got very far because I finally broke my self-imposed stream embargo on it. You're like a kid that that stops someone from from doing domestic abuse and you didn't even really do anything to the dude but he sues you but everyone acts like you're this hardened fucking criminal and reminds you as often as they can that you fuck up, you're going to get expelled, you won't have anywhere to go. Like your parents ship you off to some other city with this dude who owns a cafe that doesn't really want you there and I'm like, I, I stopped a crime. What, what's going on here? Why does everyone hate me? So you're like this outcast. And I'm just like, oh, okay. I, I guess that happened. Why are y'all so mean to me? So I was I was having like emotionally compromised moments. Cause I'm like, this is reminding me of high school for real. I don't know if I'm okay.
0: <laughs> oh, no. that's I don't want anything <laughs> that's going to make me feel like I was back in high school. I mean, I wasn't oh. a,
1: a terrible criminal, but it's like, you just stopped a crime from happening. You didn't actually murder anyone, but they act like you done, like, murdered a gang of people. <laughs> and, like, people whisper about you as you walk by. The teachers are all rude to you. And I'm like, what? what's going on here?
0: That just sounds like it's going to make me mad and sad at the same time. I'm like, I don't, need to, I don't want people, like, acting like I did stuff I didn't have to do. I was just real
1: confused and and upset. And I was just like, let me put this shit down for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let me go watch a happy cartoon or some shit.
0: Something. Something. Um, I'm digging through my pile of shame. I finished up Uncharted (laughs) Lost Legacy, uh, which was fantastic. Um, Definitely check that out and play that if you get a chance. Um, I started playing. I went through and played some more Absolver. Uh, which I fell off of for a, a while. It just fell in a really weird spi- weird space and then had a lot of server issues uh, the first, on the first couple weeks and they, they finally got some of it kind of fixed but it's also like there's kind of no one playing it uh, which is unfortunate because that game is still really, really good. Um, I can't recommend picking it up because of that fact but I think yeah. um, if it goes on a sale... You should definitely check it out and and go through the single player, which is which is fun. It's it's challenging, and you'll find enough people online who will be able to help you beat bosses and stuff like that uh, when you get a chance to go through it. Um, also, uh, went and and replayed or restarted uh, Mass Effect Andromeda because uh, I it was in, uh, somebody I know, Aaron Freeman. Shout out to Aaron Freeman. Uh, recommended it and said it wasn't as bad as people said it was. Yes, definitely. And I was like, I was like, I trust Aaron's judgment and I trust Reef's judgment on most things. Um, let me go back and, and try it out. Went through the character creation, got to my first planet and fell asleep in the first part of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to go back. <laughs> I need to go back and, and take more time to play it because I actually want to give that game a chance because I feel like it got maybe um, it didn't get the, the the amount of respect that it might have deserved or at least give it a fair shot. Um, uh, what else and I started picking I started playing uh, more Fortnite because I wanted to get better uh, I haven't tried the 20 versus 20 uh, limited time mode which I think is going to be really smart which they also today uh, said that they're going to also put that game out on mobile so Fortnite at this point is taking over the world and it's going to be cross play so you'll be That's able to play amazing. with people uh, from uh, console to PC to mobile which is going to be interesting nice. Um uh, they are they are definitely taking over the world. We hope to get those folks on the show soon. Uh, and also, the last game I started to play was this game called Hand of Fate 2, uh, which is this really interesting uh, take on a kind of card-based action game. So, it's like uh, you're kind of in an arena, and based upon where you travel up these card, um, uh, I guess... Uh, lanes. It's like cars are kind of placed on the table, and you can kind of uh, pick which way you want to go across the way that they're formed. Uh, and based on that, you can make decisions that have branching paths, and then those branching paths decide how you fight in the into the into the arena. Um, really interesting game. The first one was cool, but I didn't really give it a chance. The second one, I was hoping that they would up up the graphics and, and make it a little bit prettier and run smoother. And it feels like it has. Uh, in that in that respect, and I also jumped back into Gwent for some strange reason as, as well. So I've been jumping around a whole bunch of places uh, that I wanted to, to see what was happening and some games. That I didn't get a chance to play or, or finish trying to get things off my pile. Uh, there's another game that I saw that looked really weird on stream the other day. It's two dollars on the PlayStation Network store and it's called North. And it looks weird. It's like trippy and you're like fighting these like faceless monsters. If you've ever seen the movie Jacob's Ladder and you saw when they did that thing where their faces shook. Like the characters look like that. And it's like it's like a bugged out like mid 80s like music video. And I haven't had a chance (laughs) to like actually go through it yet because it's supposed to be really short and it's not supposed to be very good. But it looks really interesting. So I want to I want to check that out um and that's kind of all the stuff that i've been actually playing there's some stuff that i want to get get into but uh we'll talk about that on another show uh but before we go uh tanya and i got a chance to hang out in real life irl uh <laughs> a couple weeks ago Was guy was it a couple weeks ago at this point was yeah. it wasn't like last week no, time it is flying weeks. like two no, it was, was a couple weeks ago I and believe uh,
1: february's is gone
0: it's gone february's is gone it's magic Uh, So we got a chance to hang out in real life. We went and Ubisoft uh, took us down to Hope County, Uh, Hope County, as I put up my air quotes, uh, to go see Far Cry 5 early. Uh, If you have had the chance to look at our YouTube um, videos, we had a couple of interviews with uh, Dan Hay, who's a creative director. And we also had Drew Holmes as well, who's the lead writer. So check that out on our YouTube channel. Uh, and make sure that you get a chance to see those because we had some really fun times hanging out and talking about that. Besides the fact that we actually got a chance to go and play the game, uh, go visit uh, and see Ubisoft and play the game early, we got a chance to do some really cool activities as well. Uh, Folks who are listening to this, you will not see it until we put up the actual video somewhere else. Uh, But folks who are watching the Twitch stream, you might want to see us hanging out where we (laughs) are hanging out shooting uh, crossbows and shooting <laughs> uh, 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 slingshots <laughs> and doing cool stuff like that. I kicked the shit out of a hay, uh, a hay, uh, a bale of hay. <laughs> yes, I kicked you, the shit out of that hay.
1: You kicked that so hay you like hay. It owed you money.
0: Yeah, I kicked that hay like I was the like I was a boss, um, and it was amazing. Uh, so again, thank you to Ubisoft for for having us down uh, to to show us the game. But I wanted to talk really quick. Uh, With Tanya and and just kind of go over like impressions of the day and also impressions of what we got a chance to play because I want to show after that uh, a little snippet of the Far Cry Far Cry uh, arcade uh, mode that they just kind of debuted two days ago. So go on ahead, Tanya.
1: I mean, I I'm really enjoying it. I and y'all know that I I have zero filter. Part like part of what drew me to Mafia Three was the fact that I got to throw a white dude in the swamp and an alligator ate him. When I saw this game and knew that I could go after the white cultists, and people were gonna be mad, I was like, just just money, take my money. <laughs> like I don't care if we get a press copy, I'm gonna buy that shit again. Um, but you know, it's it's done well. You know, and me being silly aside, um, the voice actor for the father. He nails it. Like, I was sitting there like, hmm, maybe he's right. Like, I just had that moment. <laughs> I'm drawn in. Like, maybe I could stay. Maybe he's right. And I was like, wait,
2: he's wow. a little too
1: convincing? Because, I mean, as you know, Danny and, and, and Pete, they might have been sucked into Hope County. We haven't seen them since. Uh, that's um, true. You, you saw the photos they posted. We don't know if they're okay or not. <laughs> um, i don't want
2: to see y'all i don't want to see y'all as like npcs that like i have to like <laughs> shoot in the game okay that's true i mean
1: although there are there are people of color my my one gripe as with all games where this is the case uh in character creator there was no natural hair mm. um Man. and it's ubisoft come on no Ubi. division can you can you patch this shit in after release um so that would be my only gripe at the moment in character creation. I don't know how finished it was when we got to touch it again. Right. Um, so there's hope. The final version may have more options, but as for what we got to play, that was one thing that was missing, but you know, I got to recruit a bear to my party. What? <laughs> I, got fuck, I get a fucking bear. That's Shout be out to cheeseburger. Thing, right. Holy crap. Like you tamed Boomer, a bear. You, you rescue the bear. And the bear's like, cool, you feed me salmon. I'm down to hang with you. Let me take care of these cultists for you, as long as you keep bringing me fish.
2: Yep. I hope the bear actually talks like that, too.
1: The bear's not talking as a bear. Keep feeding
2: me fish. (laughs) I hope the bear's like, picnic baskets or something like that. Oh, my God. Well, it's a part
1: part of that
0: that game system, the guns for hire system that they have in the game.
1: So there's guns for hire, claws for hire, and then you can... um, Co-op the whole game, mm-hmm. so it's not like oh I'm stuck on this one part or I have to co-op one part. You can solo the whole game. You can co-op the whole game. It's so like right. if you and your friends are playing, and let's say there's a mission I'm really stuck on, and Khalif has already done it, it. Can be like hey I need help with this mission, and we can just totally co-op it and get through on um, this arcade mode that Khalif's going to talk about more. But overall, you know, even if we didn't get a chance to go to this event and and see a lot more. The opening mission will draw you in, I think, mm. because nice. th- that's what we couldn't capture, thus we can't talk about. But the opening, that opening entrance into how you wind up in Hope County and 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 you see the charisma of the father for the first time, I, I think that's, that's going to be the make or break moment for players. Mm. Yes. If the game doesn't capture you in that moment, I don't know if it will.
0: Yeah, it was it was really well, it was fun to kind of pick at, you know, what they did in the kind of media uh, display of the game, what they showed in the advertising, which was like this really uh, bombastic kind of charismatic dude who's running this cult. And and you look at it from the kind of cultural religious uh, uh, experience that they try to give you. Um, and then it breaks down in that first moment where you get to have that first couple of conversations with him. Um, and, it, and it totally it, it definitely brought me and it made me more excited about how they're going to try to do uh, or at least his his character in the game, how they're going to try to portray him. Now, interestingly enough, I've heard from a, a couple of people who have had a chance to play it. Um, Austin Walker especially wrote a really good piece, a little preview of it. <clears throat> and the the conversation that we all had on Spawn on Me about worrying about how the politics of the game uh, is going to play out. Or are they going to kind of hedge a lot and not really go deeply into the the kind of systems that they've already kind of set up for everyone? And he's kind of feeling like that, that might be the case, but it still needs to, to play it a little bit more. Uh, I am i don't know how it's going to play either in that respect and I'm hoping that I'm, I'm hoping all the things that I'm hearing are wrong that they kind of go into some of it but there was one mission that we got a chance to play uh, when we were doing co-op which was really fun co-op was a lot of fun actually mm-hmm. um where you kind of run into this uh, this this guy who's running for office, and you go to his, his porch, and you, t- you talk to him, and he says something about, These Obama libtards, we don't want to do something with them, blah, blah, blah. And then his son uh, comes out, and you do this mission with with his son, and his son says something that uh, upset people on the internet, basically, where he was trying a little bit too hard to kind of be pc and, and threw around terms and it didn't seem like it flowed really correctly it seemed like mm. when ubisoft put it into the game it didn't feel like it was given the gravity or at least at least given the the, the 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 deference that it that it deserved um but the mission was still really fun and i'm hoping that those side characters are the ones that are going to bring that story together because um, they did really smart things with the um The way that you get missions now, which is you go talk to people and that opens up missions like you would do that in real life. So you were like, hey, I need to get to this thing. Where is it? You go Mm -hmm. talk to a person and that thing comes up on your map as opposed to going to the towers and then that opening up uh, missions in the map. Yeah, Um, it's it's a lot of fun so far. I'm really excited for it and I want to play more of it. Um, The thing that I'm hoping again is that the story is as strong as the beginning in the way that they're kind of kind of trying to play things out um tanya what did you feel about the um the co-op stuff specifically because i know that we got a chance to play a, a little bit of that did you feel like it held up well or was there stuff in there that you felt was like a little bit off
1: um other than the mission we caught together where the dialogue seemed a little stilted in places um it was smooth there wasn't a lot of like where are you where are you and we were in the same world we were easy to find and i didn't feel like there was a lot of I have to look for you and I've got to run across the map to find you kind of thing. Yeah. Like the instances were very smooth. And for me, like I'm, I'm more of a solar player when it comes to games like this,
2: mm-hmm. but I
1: know if there's a friend that's maybe behind me and I want to help them out, I can hop in and we can, and we can get through stuff. Um, and, and what I like to, and I know we're talking about call, but what I liked about the characters and I don't know um, if you notice this, but, You can walk away from characters Mm. and they will be like, excuse you, I was talking. And then you come back (laughs) later, they're like, oh, now you want to talk to me, which, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like that. that For me, it felt um, and I know I, I harp on Dragon Age and other stuff, but like Dragon Age had this system where you could end a conversation, but there was no when you come back, it's like, oh, now you want to talk to me. It's kind of like, oh, I'm back. Well, let's just pick up where we left off. Mm. there's there's so the npcs felt a lot more real in that sense and they felt like they had agency because they just want about their business whether you talk to them or not and so maybe what if you piss off the wrong npc and then they're like oh you need ammo fuck you you walked off
0: (laughs) yep yep that stuff was really cool i did i did i did appreciate that a lot one thing i also did hear that it is a little bit troubling about co-op and again you can play the whole game in co-op if you want which is super cool Um, I did hear, uh, from the folks over at IGN that the problem with that is the progression is only carried on with the host. Both Mm. people don't get the same progression. So that means if you've done a mission with somebody else and seen all the things that have happened, you're going to have to go do that mission again on your own save, or the other person is going to have to do co-op and you're going to have to be the host, which is kind of whack. I don't really like that part of it. I think that's kind of a really bad, antiquated way to do that. Um, And I'm hoping that they maybe figure out a way to change that, but I don't. It's probably way too late for them to to change any of those systems around. But I think that that's kind of... That's the thing that is a little bit of a deterrent for me wanting to play that game co-op. Or at least it will be side missions as opposed to the main story missions, if that's the case. I'd maybe not want to invest that time on someone else's save and then get things spoiled for myself like that. But... Besides the co op and the main uh first mission that we got a chance to play, we also got a chance to play some of Far Cry Arcade, which also got uh announced uh this week, which is something that is really interesting. And we when we were going through the the like docket of things that we were gonna go see, everybody kind of peeked their head up and they were like, What the hell is this Far Cry Arcade stuff? Um and it's it's really cool for a lot of different reasons. Um, because one it's going to be user generated content, which I didn't know was going to be a thing. So you're going to be able to go into that game or that mode in particular and use all the assets that are in far cry five Four, uh, some of the stuff that's in assassin's creed. Uh, and I think it's like maybe one other game that you'll be able to do. So you'll be able to build missions Build game types, uh, build multiplayer sessions, build a whole bunch of different things that you'd never thought you'd be able to do inside Far Cry itself and play them and then share those things out for the rest of the world to play, which is super funky. So like when we did it, the mission, there was like two missions that you could play. The first one was this like funky puzzle where everything was kind of like upside down and turned all around and you had to like get through the world and just kind of jump through the rooms and get to the end of it. That was all user generated content from the team. Um, And then there was another one that was kind of more of a shooting gallery uh, where kind of folks would come through and then attack you and you would come through and try to get to the end of the, the the mission by killing all the folks who wound up being there that you, that you kind of laid out the plans for where they would be. Um, It seems really, really cool. I do wonder if it's going to be too much for people to handle which is one of the things that always kind of happens with user generated content. Um, You always kind of wind up having stuff that is nice in theory, but you're going to have a very few, a small amount of people who are the creators and you're going to have all the other people who are the people who are consuming it. And those things usually don't go well. You've seen that in little big planet and other games like that, where it doesn't work that well, except for like Mario maker, Mario maker, that stuff works really well, but it was super cool. I thought that that was like a really fun take on how to kind of use Far Cry and and build it out and make it fun and, and do cool stuff with it. Um, and the fact you're going to be able to use assets from multiple games in the, in the Ubisoft kind of uh, world, that's going to be dope. Like imagine some crazy Far Cry uh, Assassin's Creed mashup. That's going to be dope. Yeah. And they're going to keep building out stuff for it too. they like every couple of weeks, they're going to add more content, add more assets and stuff that you'll be able to mess around with and build new worlds and new maps and stuff with. So super funky stuff. Tanya, Tanya what was your thoughts about the arcade stuff?
1: Um, it was fun, but I got so lost in that first, like kind of upside down. <laughs> view. I was like, what's going on? I keep falling through the floor. <laughs> and, and why am I not dead? Because it just landed like four floors down. And then it was just like, I don't want to do this again. And, of course, that was the mission it kept dumping me back into. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: But then I did the other one, the second one we could play. And I was like, this is better. At least I'm outside. Yeah. There's no weird clocks and bookcases. Yeah. But then Floating I in the air. Killed. Right. But then I just kept getting killed. But it was fun. You know, it'll be a good diversion. Like, if you get to a mission that's kind of either stressing you out and there's no one to co-op with. Or you just want to do something like like take a little brain break. I think it'll be good.
0: Yeah, I think for tinkerers it'll be a fun mode for people who like to kind of mess around and get, I think like anything that gives you a small insight into game development is fun and like a thing that people should try out and, and check out and, and mess around with. Reef, yeah. you have any questions about any of the Far car five stuff?
2: I mean, the arcade stuff is really what I'm the most curious about. I mean, the rest of it is kind of like you've already talked about my concerns. Or are they going to nail the story, or is it just going to be window dressing? That's really my main concern with the story mode um the co-op stuff is cool you know um i like that i mean as i said it's something that i enjoyed about the later gears and halo games and stuff so i'm glad that you can go through co-op i i i would hope even though the, even though they probably don't have it if they had split screen co-op that would be awesome even though i doubt that they probably have that um so like my main thing is on the arcade yeah is like are they really opening like all of the assets from all of these games. I mean, it it just sounds almost too good to be true. Yeah. Um so so like I'd be curious to see what if any kind of restrictions that they're going to have um on this because if 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 you're saying I can pull from, you know, Watch Dogs, The Crew, mm. like uh, you know, like a uh, Tom <laughs> I don't Clancy, think they're going to be opening games. all those up.
0: I think it was like I'm, mostly Far Cry's and a little bit of Assassin's Creed.
2: I'm just saying, you know, I'm like, it would like, be dope though. Yeah, like that would be incredible. So yeah, I'm, that's what I really have my eyes on. Um, and 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 yeah, I I do think that you can have not a small group of creators, but the amount of creators will always be less than the amount of consumers. And Damn. as long as they make that stuff easy to share, easy to discover, um, and not take like a million years to load. Um, mm. I think it can really be a lot more successful than, say, the Doom, like a snap map uh, mm. kind of feature that that uh, Bethesda had in the latest Doom. So I'm looking forward yeah. to it.
0: Dope. Yeah, we're about to get up out of here. We hopefully, again, check out the, the coverage that we had uh, about Far Cry on our YouTube channel. We're going to be playing some of those interviews here on Twitch as well. Uh, with the premieres feature that they have here and the VOD stuff here. So so we, we make sure to have that, that uh, stuff in your notifications so that you'll be able to see that uh, when that goes live and gets replayed. Um, quick note, uh, again, Tanya and I are going to be in GDC not next week, but the week after that. Uh, so we uh, are going to be running around and getting some stuff. Hopefully, hopefully I'll be recording maybe a couple of things with some folks doing some, some cool stuff. Uh, I'm going to be co-hosting Kind of Funny's Games Daily show with Greg Miller on Monday the 19th, uh, which is nuts that that's going to happen uh, during GDC week. Uh, so check that out when that happens. We'll be reminding you about that. And again, check out all of our stuff on YouTube. Check out us on uh, uh, Twitter and on Facebook and Instamagrams uh, and all that, too, because we're going to be doing a lot of photos and behind the scenes stuff with that as well so again thank you everybody for coming and hanging out tonight in podcast land in Twitch land in all the lands that matter and we will see you all next week peace